back, Kena. Welcome back to Kena Sisters Radio. Y'all, listen. I know it's been a minute. I know it's been a minute, but we, we're we back. We're back. I hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving. I know we did. Uh, we, our family was thrown down in the kitchen, okay? I made a carrot cake, and I heard it was really good. <laughs> look, look. Uh, Casey is over here just uh, being all, trying to hide her face, thinking I'm embarrassed. So, you listen. No, it was good. It was good carrot Thank good. you. Just Delicious. give me my credit. Give me my credit, please. And I made mashed potatoes, too, okay? And that's the only two things I made. Oh, no. I made some carrots as well. But my mom, she's in charge of Thanksgiving, and I feel like she's going to have that role for a really long time because ain't no way I'm going to be making turkey, dressing, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, all that. That's too much pressure. Is there anyone out there who, who cooks everything at Thanksgiving? Like, no help at all. You just cook everything. Is it stressful? Because, listen, making mashed potatoes and making carrot cake was stressful for me. So, listen, I'm going to pass that torch to uh, to uh, Skya. Skya can handle that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do the easy way out. I do a vegetable. Nothing quick. Stick with acorn squash. Ooh, everything. And that was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was good. It was good. The acorn squash. But I feel like Casey's Thanksgiving, if she ever decides to to do her own, it's gonna very be very posh, deconstructed. Uh, dressing and turkey like she's gonna have turkey breast and then she's gonna have it poached and stuff oh and my gosh. she's gonna have deconstructed like the, the cranberry sauce is gonna be all like she probably you will probably <laughs> have cranberry sauce I don't know what you're gonna have the dessert will be flavored air sweet potato oh, yes <laughs> yes oh cranberry sauce is gonna be foam like oh, you gotta put this foam on there I'm like oh brother I'm coming to y'all house Oh, she says she's coming to our house. Okay. Thanksgiving. I'll be there Listen, uh-uh, that's not going to be for me. Maybe, maybe Easter. I would love to do Easter eventually. So I can make it very cute or whatever. But I, I'm not going to do Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know we did. Um, it's always good to just be around family and just express what you're grateful for. And we're going to be talking about... Uh, something that I, we felt was timely at the at the time and honestly at this present moment i still feel like it's very timely uh we're going to be talking about desperate acts of faith and this topic was brought to us by skaya and so you know we always like to ask you guys before we dive into our topic how have you guys been doing and we say that because we want a response from you. We always want to respond. So tell us how you're doing. Connect with us at connect.kingdomsistersradio.com. You can go online to our Facebook, Kingdom Sisters Radio. We also have an Instagram, Kingdom Sisters underscore radio. And you can just, you know, post what you want on our most recent post. And we will get back in there and start posting way more. And then uh, also be sure to... Be aware that we're going to push out our website very soon. I'm going to be working on that. And so hopefully you'll be able to interact with us more because we really want to build uh, a family with you guys. So I'm just giving you that disclaimer before we get started. And I hope everyone is doing well. And so Skya, um, well, I'm Myra, by the way. Listen, we didn't, I didn't even introduce myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kingdom. Listen. We're just getting back into the groove of things. But I'm your girl, Myra. I'm Skaya. And I'm Casey. And Skaya, I want, I want you to go ahead and begin, um, you know, to, to talk about why you wanted to talk about this particular topic. I wanted to talk about this topic because I feel that, um, I feel like it's part of my purpose to just kind of help people realize that realize the the treasures that God desires for you um so for me I've been I've always worked on my faith and um since I was younger I've had a you know great faith and so I wanted to continue to build my faith and I felt like at this particular time in my life I felt like there was like a call for me to have like a desperate act of faith faith you know those times where 
um, you desire God to move on your behalf so much so mm -hmm. that you're not even entirely sure if this is exactly in his will, but you're just going to give it to him and you're just going to act out on faith and say, Lord, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And my hope, my desire is that you will do this for me. Mm. That is, that's my hope. And so you're just kind of like, you know, you're not necessarily waiting on response. You're just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hope for it. This is a desperate act of faith. Yeah. And so I felt like it was uh, that time for me. And um, I felt like it was also that time for a lot of other people who were in similar situations or similar circumstances or just wanting to get more out of their life. And so um, that's why I decided to come up with this topic. Mm. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things that I never really started because uh, I feel like a lot of us do this. We psych ourselves out like, is this really what God, what God wants for, for me to do? And sometimes when you keep thinking about that in particular, you're not really pushing your faith to the test, putting your faith to the test. Like when you step out on faith and you do something and expecting God to back you up because you have faith that he will back it up. And it's something that you're, you're acting on because you have like this feeling like maybe I should do this and God will back you up. That's like, that's a beautiful thing. And I feel like sometimes, you know, it's like putting tipping putting your foot in the water and you're just trying to test what the water feel like and if it gets like too hot you're like oh let me put that back or if it gets too cold you're like oh i can't i don't think i could do it but it's like you really have to you really have to put yourself um and and to act on that thing and so that's something that i need to work on myself like i want to do those kind of desperate uh, there's levels of desperation and yeah. I'm going to be talking about what I believe, you know, what this topic means for me personally. But that right there, that that speaks volumes. That's very good. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, the part when you were saying about sticking your toe in it and things like that, I can relate to it because I feel like um, in that process of my business, um, I've started something or I've been in a process and then all of a sudden something happens that's not didn't seem like it's supposed to happen like why is this yeah. being hard for me and i'm like oh well maybe it's not supposed to be this you know maybe i'm not supposed to do this wow. and um we're gonna question it but i mean as long as you know what you're supposed to be doing you gotta keep going because yeah. there's always gonna be stumbling blocks in your way mm -hmm. that's, that's good yeah yeah and sometimes when you think when you get a stumbling block it's like you want to back down, like maybe this is not for me. <laughs> but sometimes those blockades and those things are there for you to push through. That resistance, that, that's a real thing. I feel like I'm really just going to sit back and listen a lot. But I feel like this topic right now, and like that we're talking about right now is really going to minister to me because I feel like I'm in this situation at the moment like where I'm feeling like maybe I need to do something desperate, you know, it's like, maybe I need to just be bold in what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause when I think about, when I think about being desperate for God, I think about being completely exposed and I think about being completely exposed and unashamed. Like when you are in a desperate place, when you're praying it's like you just spill it all out to God. You're like, listen, Lord, what am I gonna do? Like, <laughs> Lord, you see me, you see all this, you see all these storms I got, you see all those things I'm going through mentally, physically, financially. It's like you see all of that, and, and this is who I am, and this is what I want. It's like when you get to that point in your prayer life, let me tell you something. God will intervene yeah. <laughs> for you, He will step in for you because it's like you're you're to the point that it's like, I know that I cannot do anything without you and i know that you're gonna help me because you are god and you're my father you're my savior you're my protector you're my strength um you're my salvation i i know that i can trust in you even when i'm exposing myself before you mm -hmm. and so that that desperate that desperation i we mentioned this in the past you asked me about like who's your favorite person in the bible mm -hmm. um 
and I referenced the woman with the issue of blood and how uh, I, I admired her a lot because she was desperate. She was a desperate woman and mm -hmm. she didn't care what anyone thought about her. She got to that point, you know, mm -hmm. because in those days, if you were, if you were uh, bleeding in that regard, you were uh, considered unclean and you were supposed to be kept at home like you were supposed to stay at home but she she heard that Jesus was in town and she was like no I got to get to that place because I spent all of my resources trying to be healed I, I'm lonely I, I have nobody to talk to me I have nobody to be there for me I have no comfort and so I know that Jesus can do it for me and so she stepped out in a desperate act of faith and she stepped out and she pushed through the crowd and she made her way to Jesus and she ended up getting something that she was desperate for. And so that required faith. Faith pushed her to that point. And I feel like in this season, a lot of people are going to be pushed forward, you know, pushed forward, um, pushed forth in doing things that they never thought they could do because faith, the faith that they have in, in God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I really like how you brought her up because, um, I mean, she's an excellent example when you're talking about faith. And, um, you know, she used up all of her money, all of her resources on physicians. So you you really, the, the Bible paints a picture of uh, what she must have been dealing with mm -hmm. to be in that position. And for her to go to a man that she just heard about. You know, she heard about a man who could do this thing. Right. Um, you know, made her way through even in pain. She mm -hmm. was hemorrhaging. That that is a lot of pain. That's I mean, that affects somebody in every area. It's really debilitating. And so she was able to make her way through a crowd. Some of us, when we see a crowd, we don't even want to go through the crowd. Come on. Uh, let alone, you know, uh, if we're in pain. Uh, and so she was in pain, pushed her way through because she heard about a man. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, so she was definitely, she definitely is an excellent example of someone with faith and someone doing something um, to receive what they need from God. And mm -hmm. I think that it's just so imperative uh, during this time for a lot of people. Um, we have to realize that I feel like there's a lot of people who have like uh, wrong, wrong viewpoints of God. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and it has to do with back in the day and a lot of churches um what they would like uh you know preach to people and so then people started getting a perspective of how god is but they didn't get the full picture um god is merciful he's he's gracious he wants to give you good gifts mm -hmm. and you know there's there's some unlearning that you have to do there's a little bit of unlearning sometimes when you're building your relationship with god um and i'm not saying anything uh bad about church i love church Okay, well, I'm saying, I'm saying um, different pastors will preach different things because that's what they're focused on. If somebody is a prophetic pastor, their words might be a little bit more harsh when you're receiving it because in the prophetic, they're sent to correct. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're also sent to give words of encouragement, but a lot, a lot of the time it's correction. And so when they're preaching, it might sound more harshly to you than say if uh, somebody was more of a teacher, than say mm -hmm. if somebody was, uh, they operated more in the empathetic, um, you know, maybe they was a more empathetic teacher or maybe they're empathetic prophet, then you can get like a different perspective of a word, the same mm -hmm. word. And so um, a lot of times people get that perspective. And so they don't realize, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that God, he, He's just, but he's also the kindest man you know. <laughs> he's the kindest. He's the most patient. He is so sweet. He's so good. And so I think a lot of people, um, they'll avoid. But we have to get a full picture of God and who God is. And he wants to give us good gifts. He wants us to be blessed. Uh, when we pray for things and we get those things that we pray for, that glorifies God. Yeah. Um, we can go ahead and tell other people about what God has done in our life and our testimony can encourage somebody else. Uh, I just spoke to somebody on the phone the other day and they were like, you know, I was just talking to them, just talking about the goodness of God, what he's done in my life. And then that encouraged them. And they were like, if he did it for you, he can do it for me. Mm -hmm. And um, they were in this low point, but then, after that, and you know, I was telling them what they needed to say, 
And like, even though we were just texting, I knew when they said it because I felt the shift in the atmosphere, even mm. through text. And I was like, I felt the shift. Make sure that you're saying things out your mouth. And so um, it's, it's really important to that we say those things that we desire from God. Mm. Um, and so when I was thinking about this podcast, like I really wanted uh, God to move on my life on this particular thing. And it was late at night. It was, it was dead. I was desperate for God to move. It was late at night. I was praying and I told God that whatever it takes, I will do it because I desire this thing so much. And I said, whether you do it for me or not, God, I will act on faith and I'll commit myself to a three-day fast without food, only water. And I had no intention of doing the fast before uh, we had just bought some groceries. And I picked up a few of my favorite <laughs> snacks, which just added a little bit to the challenge. But I was like desperate for God to move um, on my behalf. Mm -hmm. And so it was even more so challenging with my job. I just never thought I would be able to do it fast, like unless it was like on the weekend or something. But I was like, you know what? I'm desperate for this. It was the middle of the week, uh, weekday. And I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this thing. And my colleagues were like, do it. What? <laughs> I told him, I was like, you did that during the weekday? Oh my goodness. Uh, but I did it. <laughs> I did it. And my husband didn't even know about this. I just what? I woke up and I was like, oh uh, yeah, I'm doing the fast. <laughs> and he was like, ah. <laughs> He's like, next time, please tell me something. So like, of course, he felt inclined to join, join in on this uh -huh. as well. Um, but I was like, you know, when he doesn't, I was like, I I'm just going to do it. So I wasn't putting any pressure on him. <laughs> he joined me in this fast and um and so god was faithful as always and so i continued to pray i continued to believe god i didn't know if he was going to do it for me but i felt like once i finished that fast i felt like he was going to bless me mm -hmm. but like he was going to do the thing i had prayed about and let me tell you how he did <laughs> god is faithful um and i i believe that he's still answering that prayer mm. um so part of it was already answered and um i believe that he's still answering that prayer i, I was like you know i just feel a release you, I, I think that that's a beautiful thing that you were just like i've danced with lord so guess what i'm just gonna do this like you just you were just like i'm gonna go on this fast and i feel like when you fast that's like that really is a sacrifice that really is a sacrifice, especially for someone who loves food. Like for me, that's one of those things. It's like, Lord, you gotta tell me. You gotta tell me I need to do this fast. So for you to just say that, that that just goes to show how desperate you were at that, you know, at that time. You were like, I know that this is gonna push the move of God even more so. And so uh I I commend you guys for doing that. Even for even for your husband who was just like, oh, well, <laughs> he woke up not knowing. <laughs> he woke up like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh! But that is that's amazing. No, I agree. I commend both. <laughs> if I were him, I would have woke up and told me, like, oh, can we <laughs> wait? <laughs> I'm mentally prepared for this. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> He probably had his mouth set for breakfast. I know. <laughs> like, listen, I, when you say he was going to make that potato hash with eggs, and, oh my gosh. And he did start a day after me, though, but he, he still did it. Um, so, yeah, but I was, I was desperate. I just thought about Hannah, you know, because Hannah was also really desperate for a move of God. Mm. And um, it wasn't so much so that Hannah lacked in so many areas, but when you know that God desires something for you, or what, even when you just desire something for yourself, like you believe this is a uh, part of what God wants for you, mm -hmm. um, then it's going to keep being on your mind. It's going to be something that you keep desiring. And so, so for Hannah, she wanted a child. All right. So, um, Hannah was desperate. She wanted a son and she, you know, she was continually praying to church for her son. And um, to make matters more dire, Penina, her husband's second wife, would taunt her about 
not having a son. Mm -hmm. So although God blessed Hannah with a loving husband whom was, who was of decent wealth, who favored her more than his second wife, gave her greater portions, um, did not count it against her that she bore no children, Hannah still desired a son. And Hannah would cry. She wouldn't eat because she was not settled in herself because she knew something was missing. Wow. And that was a child of her own. Hannah was crushed in her soul and prayed to God, crying out inconsolably and made a vow. First Samuel and verse 11. She said, oh, God of the angel armies, if you'll take a good hard look at my pain, if you'll quit neglecting me and go into action for me by giving me a son, I'll give him completely, unreservedly to you. I'll set him apart for a life of holy discipline. This was her vow. And she continued praying to God. And she had given almost all she had towards that thing because she'd been praying uh, for that child. She had she barely had a voice in her to pray for. It. But the Bible says she was brokenhearted and desperately unhappy and in such pain. Have you ever been in a place of a desperate cry out to God? Oh, boy. I don't know about you. Listen. <laughs> but those cries, when... My mouth isn't even, my mouth is open and tears and snot is flowing down my face <laughs> and I feel it in my gut and my muscles and my whole body, but nary a sound. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever feel like that? Oh, <laughs> I mean, those gut-wrenching tears, but, you know, and so after that time, she prayed in the sanctuary and she ate well. She prayed and then she ate well and her face was radiant. Mm -hmm. Immediately, she had faith that God would answer her prayer. She was up before dawn. She worshipped him with her husband. And I could imagine it was a, a day unlike any other. You know, those Sundays or Saturday mornings where you wake up with a pep in your step, mm -hmm. reminded of the joy in your heart, that warm, bright light of the sun, uh, playing some gospel worship music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I imagine it was that kind of day yeah. for her. And so she and her husband made love that day. And that was the very day God began making the necessary arrangements in response to her prayer. So before the year was out, Hannah had given birth to her son. God was faithful to her and she was faithful in keeping her vow to God. Mm -hmm. So you see, I know that God, out of the compassion of his heart, would answer or respond to a desperate act of faith. Mm -hmm. At the end of our fast, I had a pep in my step. I felt that God was already moving on my behalf. I knew it in my soul, my mind, my spirit, and God answered my prayer. He blessed my husband and I tremendously, and the word we received for the month shows there's more to come. So to God be the glory forever and ever. He gives good gifts, does not withhold good things from us. Amen to that. Come on. When you make a vow, you got to be sure to remain faithful to that vow as well. Because she made a bold vow yeah. before God. Yeah. But she she did what she was supposed to do. Yeah. And sometimes in our desperate acts of faith, like sometimes we, we say everything that we think God wants us to say. Mm -hmm. And if you don't apply yourself to do the things that you said out of your mouth, then you're not being faithful to God. It's just like, why should I do something that I know you're not going to do for right. me? Um, so be mindful of that too. Don't just say anything that you think God wants to hear out of your mouth. Have the heart and the mind to say, I'm going to do that thing um, regardless. And if you slack, if you you know start slipping, you can always go back you know, and ask for repentance, but focus on you know doing that thing that you made. Uh, that promise we made before God because, yeah, that, that mm. but she had more children after that. She had more children. Yeah, her womb was open. Yeah, yeah, she had more children after that, so uh, but yeah, you, you were talking about how you have those moments of, like, worship and it's just like, 
inaudible like you just yeah. you just weeping you're just crying and you can't mm-hmm. even form the word yeah. there's been so many times that i've had those moments and it's just like i those those are the real exposure that i was talking about like when you are completely exposed it's like you can't even say anything you're yeah. just like lord yeah. come on and so i think about the one with the issue of, of love being exposed because like i told you um, most women who were uh you know bleeding for that bleeding in general when they were on their cycles their monthlies you know they they would hide um they would not be out in the public um but she but she made her way out she came out of hiding to be exposed before everybody because I'm sure everybody knew what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody was like, oh, what is she doing yeah, out in these woman? streets? Yeah. Is that woman? Is that woman? But she wasn't hearing any of that. But the thing that I love about that whole story in the Bible is that she was out of line, they say. <laughs> she was considered unclean and she should not have been out amongst others. And she knew that after Jesus asked, who touched me? Jesus asked her that, that she would have to expose herself mm-hmm. to, to everyone. For he had a knowing about the woman who took power from him. He wasn't calling her out for him. He was calling her out of hiding, of suffering, to expose that desperate act of faith that she did, that she made, in which she pushed forward to get a touch. And you see, it says that the, when the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him one of those inaudible prayers like she's just like i'm she's just trembling she just she just falling before him like yeah this is me and he told her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and i was just like oh lord your faith has made you well because sometimes we have seasons of being hidden and we had we hide our suffering our pain and our trials and tribulations and before everyone that does not know you you know you don't show you don't expose yourself before others like you do before God. Yeah. Like you don't tell people your business like you do to God. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some things you keep to yourself oh, because Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> Listen with your five paragraphs. Don't be on Facebook <laughs> exposing yourself like that yeah. before, before people who may not even care right. who just want to gossip about what you're going through. Okay, can I just do a, a PSA? Um, Public service announcement. Please keep your private things that you're going through. Give it to God first before you try to yeah. wait for the testimony before you put it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. wait, wait for God to come through for you and then put it on Facebook. Yeah. And so you can have that power in your testimony. If you want to share something, wait till wait till God comes through for you and then okay. But that's just a PSA. You do what you want, do what you want. But I just recommend, okay. Um, but I feel that in those hidden seasons. Our faith uh, in God is strengthened um, and increases. And Jesus was hidden for 18 years. You know, he was in, he became exposed in a desperate act of faith of turning water to wine. You know, they were desperate for the wine <laughs> to keep flowing. And it wasn't him that was necessarily desperate, but the fact that the servants were told what to do. You know, Jesus told the servants, like, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. And then he told them, now draw some and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet um, tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. And I believe that they knew what was happening. They knew that something big was happening. They knew that this water was going to turn to something else. And Jesus already knew what was already set in motion. But their their faith was in the commandments that they were given. Like, I'm just going to do this thing. Their faith was like, I'm going to do what he told me yeah. to do. And, and then whatever happens is going to happen. And I'm sure that they were just like, whoa, amazed by the fact that that water turned to some good behind wine. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, don't be, don't feel distressed don't feel um saddened or disheartened by the fact that sometimes you are in hidden seasons like you you feel like nothing you're doing you you have faith in god to bring you to another place but in those hidden moments that you just like you're in you're in the process of god 
bringing you to a place of exposure, don't feel disheartened by the process, you know, um, just have faith that God will bring you out of it. And those hidden seasons will strengthen you as well. I wanted to mention that because in in this whole, uh, you know, desperate act of faith, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I feel that I'm in a hidden season and I don't think that it's a, it's a bad thing because God always prepares you in those moments, you know, of being not exposed. And so he's testing your, your faith. He's testing who you are, your character. Do you have fruits of the spirit? Are you, are you kind to others? Are, are you doing what you need to do? And or can you handle the levels that I'm bringing you to? And so even when you have those, those moments of just not having uh, an audible worship <laughs> of those moments of just being just crying and exposing yourself before God. And there's still no, no shift, no movement. And the things that you desire, don't feel disheartened by that, but continue to have that desperate act of faith by going to God and, and exposing yourself before him, because he will bring you to that place, but he's just preparing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I feel about that being hidden. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say something when we were talking about desperate acts of faith. And um, I was thinking about when people are desperate in a situation and they're like, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But they're not really serious about what they're saying. And it's like, first of all, God knows that you're not serious about it. But yet you said it. And it's like, once you once you say, Lord, I'm going to do this, this, that. He he recognizes that he honors that like God honors commitment. He honors things like that. It's like honor your mother and your father, honor your wife, honor your husband. God recognizes honor. So it's like Mm -hmm. when you say something just because you're desperate, but you don't necessarily mean it. God knows that you're not fooling him. (laughs) So it's like if you're going to do it, be serious about it. Now, if he decides to get you out of it anyway, that's just because God gracefully, like God's grace. But at the end of the day, you're not fooling him. He knows what you're going to do before you did it. Mm, God is not mine. Whatever you sow, that's what you'll reap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when people make any kind of vow or any kind of commitment to God, they have to understand it. God put his word above himself. Okay. When he formed the world, he formed the earth. He could have just made it a, a, a factor of just, Slippily snapping his fingers or you know something but he spoke it into existence so it's so important that when you're saying something out of your mouth to god that you are following through on that you're being careful about what you're saying as mm-hmm. well because we know life and death lies the power of the tongue there's a lot of emphasis on what you speak mm-hmm. okay out of the what is it out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks mm-hmm. so it's so important that you have to be careful about what you speak. Uh, um, you know, the, the mouth was the mouth is wicked. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scripture about the, the tongue being wicked, but that's not even related. We're talking, we're talking about faith anyway. But it's just a lot of emphasis on what you say, mm-hmm. uh, your commitments. And uh, it just, when you were talking about that, I just thought about, you know, uh, a particular individual who gave a lot of wisdom when they were talking about like the fasting and stuff, how they made this and they wanted to do the fast, but then they forgot why they even did the oh, fast wow. in the first place. Yeah. I was like, why am I even doing fasting? <laughs> but they already spoke it out their mouth. They already started following but so they had to commit themselves right. to it. <laughs> Man. But that's so true. That's so true. So you have to be mindful of that. And that's really important, I feel, to just be mindful of that. That's why I'm very careful by the promises I make to God. And um, well, there have been some times that I, I said something and I was like, God, never mind. Um, <laughs> I had to have one of those corrections moments. Like, I was like, God, I, I know that I won't be able to, you know, I, I just know it. And I'm just over here just speaking. Like, I was just rebellious and in what what I felt like I could handle, like, you know, and it's like, girl, why are you doing that? Like, why are you doing that? And I had just one of those moments that I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I've never, I've, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's okay if you correct yourself 
too, because, you know, yeah. that's important. But, um, yeah. I feel like sometimes people are around so much negativity, they don't realize when they're being negative, and it comes out so naturally for them. They don't really notice it. Um, I was on Instagram one day, and there was this guy. He said he was talking to his, one of his coworkers, and they're like, oh, you know, uh, you have really nice white teeth or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, that's like the only, that's like the only thing I got going for me. And um, he said he went out, he went on with his day and stuff. And then he had saw her again. And she was just like, if it's something that just bothered her what about what he said. So she began to like say like, oh, your skin is like this and like saying all these good things about him. And she told him that it was bothering her that he said that was the only good thing he had for him was his smile, his white smile. And she was just saying like all these other attributes that he had that were good. Like she was saying how he was intelligent and things like that. And then he stopped and he thought about it. And he was like, he was kind of mad at himself that he kind of like did himself dirty by saying that was the only thing that he had going for yeah. him was his white smile. You yeah. Know? So we definitely need to be mindful of those things as well. Mm. Absolutely. That's why I feel like this call is so important now because I feel like there's a lot of people who don't feel they deserve good things. Mm -hmm. And wow. so I think that because of people feel like they don't deserve good things, they're not asking God for a lot of good things because they don't feel like they deserve it. But God, wow. he doesn't reward you according to what you deserve in the first place. Right. Um, and so that's why I just feel like it was so important that people make, uh, you know, these are... Where it's desperate acts with faith, but it's also calculated. Okay? Yeah. So it's calculated. So you're not just uh, going to God with something that is outlandish, that's mm -hmm. out of, you know, completely out of the box, completely something that you know is not a right. work. But if it's something that, um, if it's something that isn't negative, if it's something that could possibly be a part of God's will, you know, um, you have a kingdom mindset about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if it's something that you feel, uh, you know, God can support, if it's something you feel like God can back you on it, then, mm -hmm. you know, believe that you can get those things. Whatever we ask in his son, Jesus Christ's name, we believe that we have received those things. And so um, I really like how you brought up that because I've seen that more more often, more often, I have to, mm -hmm. I find myself having to speak life into a lot of people because they're not used to hearing all of these positive things about themselves, but all of this negativity. And then they're expecting other people to uh, respond to that negatively in, in, a, in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. Like to build on <laughs> yes, what they've exactly. already built on. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm this, I'm this. Right. Yeah, and you this, and you don't got that. And yeah. Yeah. But I'm not like that. Exactly. <laughs> Like that's the norm for them. It's like, no. And so mm -hmm. I like how you how he had that realization. Like, hold up, <laughs> you know, there is more to me. Why? Why did I even do this to myself? I, I hope that a lot of people, you know, have those realizations where they're like, yeah, you need to start speaking life to yourself. Look in the mirror, mm -hmm. speak those things uh, that are not as though they were about yourself until you believe it. <laughs> right yeah yeah and then i've even had a situation where i've heard people say things like oh this is gonna happen if, if i go here this is probably gonna happen and then it'll be something negative it's like what <laughs> why would you even say that it's what like that coming you're from? expecting this negative thing to happen why why are you declaring negativity right. to happen i'll like, rebuke <laughs> that for you because yeah <laughs> because you're not even mindful of what you're saying exactly i'm gonna do that for you I'm gonna rebuke you. Right. Yes, yeah. But then they're so convinced that that is really gonna happen. Yeah. Why are you so convinced that the negative is gonna happen? Why can't something amazing happen? Exactly. exactly. Listen, I had a client and then I told her what she needed to do in order for her to get something. And she was like, Well, I'm I'm just not gonna get anything. I'm just I'm just not gonna be able to do that because they're not gonna give me that. I'm like, have you called them already? No, but they're not going to answer the phone. They're not going to say that. I'm like, wow. no, no, they're going to answer. Oh, you know. They're going to answer the phone. I had to correct her in that moment. I was literally rebuking her in my mind. <laughs> I was like, no, they will They will answer. And here she is crying teary out before me, thinking it's like the end of the world. And I'm like, 
no, they will answer. And then you can always email. Like, why why are you doing this? And then why are you fighting when I'm trying to like have Exactly. <laughs> you're exhausted. You're me. fighting the positivity. It's like, <laughs> oh no, positivity. I don't want it. Like, girl, come on. But that that is so true. I've noticed that a lot more than usual. And I'm like, I thought we were into affirmations. I thought we were into positive affirmations. Yeah, right. but, but people over here just giving negative <laughs> affirmations of what, what video did you watch to make you want to do this? It's like you want to be stuck in that state. You know, that's one of the things that I see a lot nowadays. It's like people are like, I'm this, I'm that. They have all these different illnesses, mental illnesses. They say all these things and it's like, do you really have that? Or are you just saying that? Mm. Do you want those yeah. things? Well, what, basically, what you were saying right now brought one thing to my attention. Everybody wants to declare their anxiety. Right. And I feel like they norm, people normalize anxiety. Mm. And they're like, oh, oh, this is not good for my anxiety. Oh, I got anxiety and all this stuff. It's like, why are you saying it? Like, this is something that you are supposed to live and carry. Exactly. Into exactly. your life. Exactly. Like, no. Yes. And, and they bring that up for like small things too. Like, right. oh my gosh, your pantry is giving me anxiety. Yeah. Oh, my OCD is like, I'm like, where did that come from? I've seen your house. You got OCD? <laughs> It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's like, whoa, what is that coming from? Like, we have to be mindful of that kingdom. We really do, because that's a real thing. And the enemy looks for any negative, it's like little negative gateways. Like, oh, you think that? Okay, swoop. Like, let me go into that gateway and let me make this bigger than what it is. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, you, you have to eliminate that from your life you know um that's the difference between being a realist and being um a pessimist to being uh, optimist and just to be positive you know that, that's like a thin line between those two opposites so be careful <laughs> be yeah. careful but like even the thing with the ocd like oh they have oh she has ocd oh she has ocd and then it's like maybe she's just really organized you know, yeah. but they're like declaring OCD yeah. and it's like, no, maybe she's just really organized. Yeah. Like, like, what's wrong with being organized? What's wrong with but being you're neat? turning into like this obsession. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, don't turn her organization skills into a disease. Like, mm -hmm. What is that? that? That is so true. That is so true. Uh, because then people can start making it something else. Like the people who, the neat people, you know, the people who like to be organized are like, Oh, maybe I do have that. Yeah, and then they and become they start, a little more yeah, extra. A little extra more than usual. You're taking on that OCD exactly, role. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I just find that very interesting. We're still on the, the, the topic of desperate acts of faith, <laughs> but we're just talking about different, there's different, you know, this is a podcast. We can talk about anything, but everything is connected. And if you don't think that, then you obviously may not be living in this world. You could be in, in this world. Like in this world, there's so many things that are like connected to certain things. And if you are negative, how can you have those desperate acts of faith? Like how, how can you believe that if you do this, this will happen? Like, so a positive reaction, you know, how can you believe that if you're still in that negative state of mind? Exactly. And scripture tells us that my people will perish because of lack of knowledge. There's a lot of people that don't realize the impact of what they say, the impact of their thinking, um, what is actually their thinking, what they actually are, um, a thought that comes to their mind that they take captive. And I like how you mentioned, Casey, um, you're going to carry this because I think there's so many people who are choosing to carry things that are not their portion. Mm -hmm. there's, there's so many people who are choosing to believe things that's not true. They're believing those lies. And if you believe it often enough, then you're not going to believe that you're deserving of those good things. You're not going to believe that you're worthy of those good things. And you're going to continue to go into this, this cycle of um, a negative word is spoken. And then instead of you 
denying that word, denouncing that negative word or that negative thing, holding it, carrying it captive, and then walking all your life into that thing. Wow. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many studies done on your mindset, mm-hmm. <laughs> how your mindset impacts your decision, impacts your health in every area, and the illusionary truth effect. That's when you believe a lie so much so that it actually becomes truth for you after repeated exposure. And so I believe that there's so many people that are believing these lies. And then when they see things on like TikTok, they see things on social media where they see all these other videos of people uh, experiencing something similar. They have a similar uh, effect. I mean, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a similar effect. Like, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't like to be around people. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes I do like to be to myself. I, you know, um, when I go out with people, I, I, I tend to be socially awkward. Do I have that thing? And then in the video, they're saying, they have it, and so you're like, right. maybe that's me. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, well, that's them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that not going to be me. That yeah. will not be me. Okay. So I'm going to respond differently. It's that whole wanting to be included thing. Like, I wanted yeah, to be right. in a, those groups. So like, the FOMO, fear. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. fear being left out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just want to be a part of it. Like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. And it's like, I heard that if you say something like 18 times, then it becomes, it becomes like, you, you know it. Like if you repeat something 18 times and sometimes people are, they keep saying something about themselves like more than 18 times. And so of course they're going to make it a part of their whole identity. It's like, yeah, so you have to be careful. And those TikToks are dangerous, by the way. If you keep watching them over and over, they short clips. You watching it? Oh, I didn't catch all of it. I'm gonna replay it. I'm gonna replay it. I'm gonna replay it. You gotta be careful with that too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people want to be included. They want to be a part of something, like uh, so they can be relatable in a way. Like, oh, we are the same. Mm -hmm. And um, I think people want to be the same. They want to be liked so much that they don't even basically honor people being different in a way like being creative being yeah. set apart yeah like why do you want to be like everyone else like mm-hmm. just because you see this person you are influenced by this person you like certain aspects of their life doesn't mean you have to mirror what they're doing because that's not necessarily you but mm-hmm. yeah you're becoming this person because you want to be the same instead of being yourself yeah yeah and I, I noticed that kind of thing is very, it's, that's perpetrated like in and out of all types of different groups. But, you know, if you look at music nowadays as well, if you listen to secular music, have you noticed that like the female rappers, they tend to like the same kind of looks? And once you find someone who is outside of what is commonly found in that diaspora, it's like they need this. Right. They need yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. there's like this one rapper named Glorilla. And listen, I don't listen to her music, okay? So don't condemn me for, for talking about this girl because <laughs> she has some wild lyrics. But let me just say, like, when she came out, they were saying all kinds of rude things about her. Mm-hmm. You need to get plastic surgery because you have small breasts. You need you need this because you have no hips. You don't have, a, like, you don't have that, you know, that that hourglass shape. Mm-hmm. You need this, you need that. And they were comparing her to all these different animals. And it's like, why does she need to do that to fit into that clip? Mm-hmm. She's already famous for for the things that she does with the music that she has. So why does she need to alter herself? And it's like, and why do you want to put that on them? Why is it not okay to just be skinny right. and, mm-hmm. and have that look? Why do you want to alter people? And this is like the, a problem that I'm seeing a lot nowadays. It's like society does this, but like, what do you look like? Like, <laughs> but no, no, like, I'm just saying, like, do you see yourself or do you only see people outside of yeah. your scope, your, your, your family? Like, do you not see yourself? That's a good question. You, you have to look introspectively at yourself. Right. And if, if you like, I, I did look at myself and I did alter myself, then think deeply about why you did it. 
Like, were you trying yeah. to fit into a certain type of group as well? Yeah. I think people do this. I mean, they've always done it. I feel like now the whole plastic surgery thing has gotten to, like, a whole nother level. But I feel like people have always done this because even, like, me, myself, I've always been, like, slimmer. And I feel like Black people would be like, like, oh, you don't have no butt or something like that. But then the white people would be like, oh, no, you have a nice butt. You know, it's like, <laughs> I have a butt. You know? It's like, it's fit. It's there. It's not oversized. So it's like, you know, people can think what they want to think anyways. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, it's you. Exactly. <laughs> do, you do you love who you are? And, you know, and so, anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I saw that and I was like, why are they on this woman? Like, <laughs> let her be her. Like, I don't see the point. I don't see the point of in talking bad about this woman who I don't know, probably never will meet. What's the point? And this is it's just part of, like, uh, this is what people are saying. So let me do that. It's like groupthink. Like, <laughs> you yourself are from right. groupthink. Everyone's yeah. thinking this. So, yes, I believe that too. And that's horrible. And it, it used to be an awesome thing to just be different. I remember there was this one popular secular song like that was called I'm Different by Two Chains, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and it was like, I'm different. I only remember the hook. I'm different. I'm different. I used to play, I used to play that part. I used to just sing that part. Even though I didn't know the song, but I was like, I'm different. I'm like, yeah, I'm different. And then the other parts that, you know, I bleeped it out in my mind because um, you know, that song is, you know, but um, but I'm just I'm just thinking about the hook. Like when when did it stop being okay? to be different, like by society standards. Mm Because there's some of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, who are in the kingdom, who know that by believing what you believe, you're different. And you're accepting of the fact that you're different because you don't want to fit into some type of group or, you know, you you just following Jesus. And what you realize is that you have your own color a unique color that no one else has but you, a unique uh, print in this life that no one has but you, a yeah. unique gift uh, that no one else has but you. Yes, you paint differently uh, than this other person, but your gift is still your own because God bless you with that gift. Yes, your voice sounds different. It's a bit deeper. It's a, it's a lighter pitch, but uh, for some reason, it just, it just works, you know, and it's because God has his temp on you. And it's so like when you're in the kingdom, if you notice that you're different, don't think that that's a bad thing because it's a beautiful thing. If you really dig into what you, your gifts are. And once you start having those disparate acts of faith and once God starts developing the gifts that you have, it's like, Whoa, like this is me. Like you, you learn so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a continuous thing. Yeah. This this kingdom minded thing, like you would you would gain so many different aspects of yourself that you never thought you will be able to dig into. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I can do this. And it's all because you are with God and God is sh- is shaping you and molding you into who you are in his eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, that's what I want. <laughs> when I get to the pearly gates, I want God to be like, come on in. Like, <laughs> oh yes, this is this is who I saw. This is who I saw when I sent you down to, to the earth. This is what I saw. And it's like, you know, that's what I'm after. That's what I'm after. Um, so. There was this, you know how they do those videos where like, um, they'll say, the, he's this and he's that and he's this. Um, what do you give him a rating of one out of ten or whatever? Oh so there was this one where the guy asked her, he was like, Oh, he's a handsome, um, intellectual, makes good money, and he loves Jesus. And she was like, He was like, What do you give? What number do you give him out of one out of ten? And she was standing next to her friend, and the one girl goes, A three. And her friend kind of looked like, What? <laughs> and she was like, and they were like, ask why? And she was like, oh, I just know people that lo- um, love Jesus are weird. Mm. And I was just thinking in my head, what? Wow. <laughs> and her friend kind of looked at her like, Sound like what? a 10 out of 10 to me. I could tell at that moment she was literally questioning their friendship. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> what is going on? But it's so crazy because I feel like um, some, I feel like some people that follow 
you know, Christians, you know, we tend to kind of, some people kind of mask their relationship with God because they don't want to like make people uncomfortable in a way. Yeah. Um, but, and I feel like people that don't really, I want to say believe in God or like they might believe in God, but they don't want to do that walk. They respect the people that are actual followers of Jesus Christ that are actually doing the walk. Right. They respect them, but they don't want to say they respect them. So they kind of like throw a little salt in like Mm. in it, but they really, there is a level of respect that they have because they're like, you're doing something that I can't do. Yeah. Because it takes a lot to do this walk. Because a lot, I mean, a lot of people don't want to do it. Because I'm, I'm gonna say for me, for example, I remember saying to myself, I'm like, yeah, when I'm 40, I already know I'm gonna go back to Jesus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what the heck? Why was I telling myself? That? <laughs> I'm like, what? I just want to live my best life. Yeah, yeah, like, let me get this by my sister. I'm like, yeah, but I, I know I'm going back to Jesus. You know, it's like, <laughs> girl, are you crazy? And then Jesus was like, uh, I got other plans. Boom. Boom. <laughs> it's like, what? No. Hey. But it's just so interesting how people, they are intimidated about doing the walk. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like. Talk about. Yeah, like kind of want to shun people for doing it. Like, oh, you're weird. You know. This, oh, that, that. Jesus. But yeah, you Whoa. respect it. You respect them on a certain level. Yeah, and you go to them when you need prayer. Because you know, <laughs> you know they <laughs> pray to be powerful. <laughs> you know, like, oh, they, they really believe in Jesus. Let me call them. Let me call them sister so-and-so. Yeah. And we're going to get this prayer in because I need it right now. And it's like, what? Okay, I see. You know? <laughs> but you know, there's the, you know, the saying, like, if you... What, how does it go? If you, you fall for like no if you don't if you don't stand for anything something you'll fall for anything that's so true so true have you have you seen this world like i mean if you have you gotten on social media Mm -hmm. goodness so people don't even know what to think so they go to the comments like what are people saying oh that's what they said yes i believe this is this (laughs) Uh you you haven't even seen like the the you know the reports the you know the videos Mm -hmm. to make your own inference but you're just looking at the comments to get an idea of what to believe it's like what in the world what do you believe literally mm-hmm. there um they did like a kind of like a test on like social media and so they wanted to test to see if they could persuade people enough i don't know if i talked about this in the podcast before no but know. they wanted to see if um like with their what do you call it uh, what you call it like the feed what comes up in the feed okay news feed no like the comments. The algorithm. Oh, okay. oh the algorithm. In okay. the algorithm, they wanted to see if they were able to manipulate how people feel and how people responded to things. Mm-hmm. So then on their social media, they were so like um they would like put ads, personalized ads, and they would put like just different things that people will see. And if they they tested it, so they put a bunch of negative stuff to see if people they could change people's mood, they could alter their mood, alter how they responded to stuff. Mm-hmm. And so what they found in the study is that when they posted a lot of negative things on people's feeds, then people started being more negative. They started mm-hmm. responding, they started uh, having more negative reactions, their comments were more negative. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they started seeing a lot of negative things. And when they started putting a bunch of positive stuff, people responded more positively. They had more positive interactions. Mm-hmm. And so just like you said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Literally, people were being persuaded simply based on whatever yeah, that right. algorithm wanted them to feel. Wow. Wanted, wow. wanted them to respond. Mm-hmm. And here's something that, that I want the kingdom to know. Be careful by, by those comments that you read. Majority of those comments are bots. They, they, they say bots. They literally are bots. There's certain uh, people who have a camp of bots, they literally have a whole companies in which they have, and it's all, it's all fake, but they have these companies in which put bad comments or positive comments, How, whoever buys for that to occur, that's what they do. 
So for example, this one, it was like a wear a housewife situation. And the one of the cast members ended up paying uh, to have this bot farm go onto this other person's, the other housewives' page uh, for her son and say negative things about the son. Like all this just horrendous things. And it was all AIs. It was not even real people. And so by them putting those comments, I'm sure other people were like, let me say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be careful about that. All right, Kino. So today we talked about, you know, uh, desperate acts of faith. And we truly want the Kino to know about this because uh, we feel that it's important that you have those moments of desperation with God in order to have that breakthrough that you need in your life. In conclusion, uh, I already told you guys that you can follow us on our social media. Um, you should see in the description box where you can go to follow us and to just connect with us, like as stated before. Um, we love you guys. Let's go ahead and give the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he give you rest. May he give you peace. May you feel his joy um, surrounding you. May he bless you mentally, physically, financially, and spiritually. Amen. Really? Amen. <laughs> and remember, Keno, to stay salty. <laughs> stay salty out there. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>